straight into it it's the men's forum and you're more than welcome to be a part of it we're discussing what are we discussing we're discussing sexual harassment what is your understanding of sexual harassment i welcome your calls on 0891104207 i also welcome your voice notes as well 0614104107 i guess as a gender activist and lecturer at the durban university of technology under the adult community education unit and uh, he speaks at this point in his personal capacity though mfanozelwe is shozi is our guest this afternoon and we're unpacking yeah this very um emotive subject and i'm going to say emotive because i think sometimes the understanding of what is sexual harassment is at the core of where the differences are let me start with my guest and ask him what his definition of what sexual harassment is good afternoon and thank you so much for joining us a very good afternoon uh, my sister and to your listeners can we help us define From- sexual harassment you see, there are so many definitions, but I think in South Africa we, we have um, um, the Liberations Act and the Employment Equity Act that defines as sexual harassment, but it's unwanted sexual behavior. And uh, I could just sum it in that because uh, in South Africa, for example, um, we don't, as much as uh, relationships at work are not encouraged, but we don't have a law where uh, that is prohibited. It's on, in South Africa, there's only one organization which is COSAT, which is discouraging that from happening. Therefore, what means then that is that people could have a relationship at work, but it, 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 there must be a consensual relationship between the two parties. Okay. And um, also, what is also important is that the issues of power um, are at play here, and that's why we call, we have sexual harassment in the workplace. Because sometimes we find then that the other party that uh, is not comfortable with the relationship, and there are, there are different cases for sexual harassment mm-hmm. to to happen. Um, it should actually happen that these following grounds, prohibited on the following grounds: sex, gender, and sexual orientation. And um, also, um, the act must be unwelcomed, and the nature and also the impact of, of sexual uh, of, of sexual harassment to the employee must also be um, identified as a factor. I just want to read you a tweet here from somebody who says that today they experienced what is a horrific uh, sexual harassment, actually, in my books. This particular person they've never met. They don't know each other at all. They, you know, this person doesn't know the other person. And it says, a man groped my vagina this morning and said the most violating thing while laughing. A stranger walked past me and did that. Uh, He has gone on with his day, probably forgotten my face even, and I'm still stuck in the trauma of that moment. So there is no relationship here. This is somebody who was walking by on the road doesn't know the other person and this happened how do you find this how do you define this as much as that is that is harassment but there are other legal um interpretations for that some people always define that as sexual assault Mm -hmm. um and sometimes it depends on them whether it's very intrusive others will define it as attempted rape and so on but all that it's also violence against women, you know, and it could also be violence against men if it happens to a man as well. Talk to because me. Because we live. Go, go ahead. Go ahead, Infano. No, because we live in the in the gender space, 
in South Africa, for example, uh, we, 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 we feel that both men and women could be sexually harassed. But in the case of South Africa, we know that the, the, the people who are mostly harassed are women. What causes the confusion? So where people will adamantly say, well, I didn't mean any harm. Uh, how else, you know, did they expect this person expect me to talk to them? I I was just, you know, being nice. In fact, that was a term that was uh, thrown around yesterday uh, in one particular sexual harassment case. Why is there sometimes confusion about what is and what isn't sexual harassment? Okay. The, sometimes it's very difficult to define this. You remember that uh, I was in the commission that was investigating sexual harassment at the SAPC, yes. and as one of the commissioners there, mm. and um, it, it, it was also difficult to tie and, and get the bottom of some of these things. But the critical issue here is that, one, the, the policies of organization must also define that if, if the act is, un, is unwelcome and you must be able to tell that particular person, even if you cannot, but um, they will always be signed. Even the policy for social harassment takes them that they always sign that this, this, this act is unwelcome. So, and people should just understand that, that um, uh, when you do these things, you touch a person, you talk to a person, you use the sexual language and so on. People are not going to, to actually assess that. And therefore, um, it's, it's really, really uh, difficult. But when you look at, um, in most cases, you find them that uh, it's, it's mostly known that when you do this to, to, to a woman, it's going to be sexual harassment. But there are other cases as well where you find that this happens to a man. And when it happens to a man, for example, uh, it goes unnoticed, even in companies as well, don't even take it as a serious case. What would you suggest is the appropriate action then when we find that this is a violation and this was, you know, what kind of policy should be in place? As you said, uh, often you can't criminalize this thing. Um, it, it remains a case that needs to be dealt with in the workplace if it is the situation in the workplace. But what, what kind of measures do you think should be in place for this kind of behavior? No, no, you, you can criminalize sexual harassment. It depends on the, on the extent of which it's happening. Because some, some could amount to rape, some, but you can. Then it's also the company, the sexual harassment policy of the company must also determine that uh, this type of sexual harassment, you can deal with it inside the organization. But there are some that need to actually uh, straight away refer it to, to the police for police to investigate and maybe, and maybe, and maybe arrest some of these people. But the, the sanction that must always happen is you must follow the disciplinary code of the organization. And in most of the cases, it's a very serious offense, and people get, get dismissed because of sexual harassment as well. But there are other ways of dealing with it. Um, in some, for example, I know the SAPC, I know the other institutions as well, and what also the Employment Equity and, 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 and the Liberations Act. You can, depending on... Um, the, the, the severity of the case, it could be dealt with informally, where the two people could sit together and talk about it. There are also formal um, ways of dealing with it, where people are going to lodge it, there's an investigation done, um, there's a hearing, and if, if the perpetrator is found um, to, be, to be guilty of an offense, they will be fired. So there's a different way of actually uh, taking uh, sexual harassment uh, cases. In some instances, uh, people just refer it to uh, the police. But we also have 
other uh, state uh, bodies like the Commission for Gender Equality, the Human Rights Commission, the Public Protector, who could always uh, give you some of these things, uh, if people feel that um, the, 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 their cases will not be treated fairly within the institution. So can, you can always follow those other outside organizations, state bodies who can actually um, uh, uh, oversee uh, that particular case. It, it's, it doesn't happen often that it's criminalized, and, and you and I know this. So there will be what people will call an investigation, some sort of a, a, dis, a dismissal or placed on leave. That person will be placed on leave. But generally the perpetrator is, you know, carries on and finds another job and moves on. I mean, what's your take on that, Mfano? No, I think we have a, a register, the offender register, and I think sexual harassment case should also be included in the offender registers for sexual assault and so on. So people who have been found to be doing some of these things should also deal with this. There's another case, there's another institution as well that deals with sexual harassment cases, which is the CCMA in this country as well, which they've been given the powers to deal with some of these cases. And, and I think that there must be a way when we're found uh, guilty of, of some of these things that, that those people should be blacklisted because... Um, they have been found to be uh, to be actually violating rights of women and men. Let's just take some voice notes and Fano that are coming through that want to engage in this topic. 0891104207 is a number to dial if you want to call in. But the voice notes are on 0614104107. Good afternoon, uh, Pamelo and your guest. I would like to know from your guest whether do we have sufficient uh, legal instruments within the workplace to cap behavior of social harassment because the challenge that we are facing there is a lot of non-compliance by the employers this is tk in ladysmith in thank you very much Mfana, your response to tk no no I, I, okay I, I would say we 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 have sufficient maybe it might not be adequate mm-hmm. uh, legislation we have um the Liberations Act, uh, the, the court that deals with that, and companies as well are also empowered to develop their own internal policies. We even have the CCMA and the Labor Relations uh, and the Labor Court. The Labor Court has been found to be very good in terms of uh, dealing with uh, cases of sexual harassment. But what is at stake here is the will of the employers to implement these policies. Uh, so the will of uh, and this gender sensitivity around the employment environment, the issue of um, um, uh, gender sensitivity within the, the institutions to try and, and give some of the things. The issue of patriarchy as well, uh, and men and, and messaging within the, 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 the organizations to give some of those things. I think for us to be able to prevent uh, these things is we need to have education around this within the institution about our own policies what they do so that people could be able to access them and the other issue as well is the issue of confidentiality of these things for companies to be able to do some of those things and be able to do them in a, in a very confidential manner but what normally happens is that when when this happens um if women have actually lost cases in relation to some of these uh, sexual harassment cases everyone is going to talk about it and wherever she applies for a job, they are going to say, no, this one goes around and accuses men and so on. And it impacts negatively on, 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 on the victims of sexual harassment. 
I'm going to just ask for a quick break before we take more of the questions that are coming through. My guest is a gender activist and we're discussing sexual harassment. Keep those coming, uh, those voice notes as well as those calls. 891 The voice notes on 0614-104-107. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Mfano Shozi is a gender activist and a lecturer at the Durban University of Technology under the Adult and Community Education Unit. We're discussing sexual harassment today in the Men's Forum and we welcome your calls on 0891-104-207. Voice notes on 0614-104-107. Let's just take one right now. Uh, good afternoon, Mr. Pamela. No, women must wear appropriate clothes especially black people i'm talking about black people who can wear two centimeters so sometimes when you see the people is wearing like that it's a turn on there's nothing you can do that's a, that's the feeling of the nature man so black people must wear appropriate clothes because most if you, even if you can check on the indian side they wear appropriate you'll never see an indian wearing short skirt or whatever Okay, thank you. Mfano? No, um, I don't want to use um, an appropriate language here, but I think that's absolutely nonsense from where I'm sitting. Because we, for example, in Africa, you talk about the Indian, and so in Africa, for us, we we we, we don't even wear anything. We wear ifikeke, we wear amapesh, and so on. So for me, the issue of the dress, and I think it's 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 in us. Uh, we must change our own behaviors now now we do these things and so on, rather than blaming the other person. What is it that is actually causing us men or is causing other people to actually do that? You know, so for me that is that that is important. And I don't think that we need to actually uh, uh, do some of those things. And I think it's an education needs to go around and so on. And we must also change our, our own mentality as well, you know. Uh, and then we cannot just complain about people wearing short skirts, mini skirts and so on. For me that's, I think, I don't think it's here or there. The, 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 I think for me, what's more concerning is he's attributing his behavior and uh, his attitude to genetics. He says, this is human. This is, you know, it is just how it is. Physiologically, he can't help himself. Yeah, no, the, I, I, don't, I don't think that. I think, I think there's a lot of education needs to actually happen amongst, amongst us men as well, you know, educating one another. And we must talk about some of these things as well, that, that is African people, we don't, we don't, even if during our weddings, our ceremonies, we, you know, and um, and then we do this. And um, I don't think that uh, why white people should actually complain about how, and some of these clothes as well are so important from other countries, and then we did not do some of these things. I don't think that wearing a short skirt, wearing an underwear and so on will actually offend. I think it's in us, I think psychologically, so social workers and, and psychologists, so our sisters in terms of how to change our own, behavior as, as, as men in relation to some of these things. All right. We'll take more of your voice notes. I see them coming through on 0614-104-107. I'm still listening to the, the two centimeter. I'm trying to understand who's going to be measuring the two centimeter. Oh, my word. All right. Here's a voice note. Yeah, there's a voice note coming through. Good afternoon to Gosazan uh, and your guest and uh, the SAFM listeners. This is Ngosenati Walls from East London. I just want to disagree with the previous caller on WhatsApp line. 
who is he to tell people that they're supposed to wear the way he thinks or perceives that they should be wearing? Who stops him from wearing the way that he likes? He must control his feelings, and these are perverts that we are dealing with, and we need to speak out against them, because these are ones that abuses our women, and they also uh, commit these uh, hatred crimes. Thank you. Um, you want to respond to that, Infano? I think it's quite similar to, to your sentiments there. No, 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 it, 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 it's, it's quite similar to my sentiments. But the other thing that I want to raise, uh, my sister, is that, as I said earlier on, that the, the majority of cases of sexual harassment are, are women, uh, cases where men are violating women. But um, we must also uh, don't forget to say that there are instances no matter how few they are, where women also violate uh, men in relation to sexual harassment. I was, I was just speaking to, 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 to my wife here and, and about sexual harassment cases to say, in some instances, we find that women would just touch men's private parts and say, hey, you pay him, and it becomes a joke. And, uh, but when men do that, it becomes a big thing. And I think we must also be uh, careful that when you talk about sexual harassment, it, it, it relates to both sexes. And again, there are also sexual harassment cases that we are seeing coming because now we have same-sex relationships where we find them that mm. both females and females, mm. they will sexually harass one another. Males and males will mm. sexually harass one another. So the discourse has changed. Mm-hmm. And, and also I think we must also be careful then that we must also look into our laws and see whether are they able to respond to the new uh, legal uh, discourse, to the new uh, shifting of doing things so that you are able to deal with all these nuances that you are seeing in as, as, as South Africa as we're progressing forward towards the 22nd or 23rd century. Yeah. Anonymous, you're calling from Mpumalanga. Thanks for your call. How are you, man? I'm well, thank you. Go ahead, Anonymous. I, I'm good, man. Uh, uh, quite an interesting topic right there. Yes, I would like to understand, uh, more especially when coming to false allegations. There are cases whereby maybe most males are falsely um, falsely accused when coming to sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. I feel that the law is not very much firm on that. And you'll find out there are those who end up being uh, imprisonated and so forth. And uh, to find out it was only only false uh, allegation. I just want to understand as far as that uh, it goes to that level. How how can we actually deal with that, or how can the law be firm on those who falsely accuse males? Thank you very much. All right, Mfano. I mean, does that come through a lot um, where the law itself is failing those who are wrongfully accused? No, there will be there will be those instances, uh, but very few of them. Uh, and you also even say that um, um, that sometimes uh, along uh, along the line we'll find that those people to be found that there was a mistake. But the the other issue here is that that I want to to mention is that some people they think that if I've had a relationship with you, let's say for example at work, and then we stop, I still have um, I can still continue even if we've actually broken up. So that's just the other issue that you have actually, uh, that you have actually uh, seen as gender activists and other educators around some of these things. So, 
But again, it's important in that because evidence is presented before the judge that men as well must not be shy, must also be able to present uh, their own uh, evidence. A very good example here um, is what has happened uh, the spokesperson of the ANC uh, and, and the woman, and that was that was processed and 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 and, and was found not to be uh, to, to, to to have violated um, the the victim. So it's it's important, but there will be definitely there will be those one or two cases where you find that 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 will happen. So, but I think it's important then that people must must learn to present their own evidence. You know. Um, and, but the other issue that has actually come to play as well is around the issue of um, the social media, um, the WhatsApp messages and so on, which I've seen as one of the issues that people should be should be aware of around the issues of social harassment. And uh, because some people always say, "No, I was I was joking," so uh, you must also be careful about your jokes because the amount of harassment if that person does not accept what what you are telling him or her. Let's just go to two last voice notes. Hi, Tumano. I don't know in which world your guest is living in because uh, these things didn't start today. Even in the Bible, they're talking about it. That if you look at a woman with uh, the thought of lasting after her, you commit adultery. You know, it's not something new, it's something that is natural in men. If women can dress decently, I think it could reduce a lot of things that uh, uh, the men have been accused of sexual harassment, because that is something that's happened only between two people. This one accused the other one. I think uh, the other uh, uh, caller was right. Your guests need to understand that. Okay, thank you. Bye. So that's the problem, isn't it, Mfano, that there is this adamant, um, you know, viewpoint that comes through where people insist that it's their right to have these feelings and it is human and it's physiologically correct that they feel this way. No, I I don't think that, no, I live in what for in Dwepen, also what 23 in Tepen. So uh, luckily I've I've stayed (laughs) in the whole areas in the township (laughs) and, uh, and I've seen... I've been in the township, in the flats, in the houses, in the rural area, so I know. <laughs> so I think, I think for me that is very important because people think then that um, I'm just a town, a a, a, yeah, a, a town boy and so on. Yeah. Yes, I think that is very, very important because I, I've seen so so many things. But but I, but I think the, the, the issue of appreciating uh, in relation to sexual harassment as well. I think we always take, talk about negative things, and then we must one day we must talk about. Then how do we uh, propose relationships? Mm. How far do we need to go for us to be able to propose? It? What what are the standards that we need to? Because people always say that it's it's, it's sexual harassment or not. So, mm-hmm. but I also think then that but you cannot equate that to say people who are wearing short skirts and so on. Then we have a right to sexual harass them. You know, so but there are other limitations about proposing and wooing and so on. So how to do that? What in, in what context can we able to do that without violating the other person's right? Mfano, should we pick up on that next week? Because I think that's a very important point that you're discussing there. Oh, yeah, maybe.
Lovely. Thank you very much for, for joining us this afternoon. Fano Shozi is a gender activist and a lecturer at the Durban University of Technology and the Adult and Community Education Unit. And that is uh, the end of our men's forum today. That will be available as a podcast. 2.30, let's go to Utsi Saku for the latest in headlines.